Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Welcome, my friends, to this podcast episode. Today, we're going to be looking at 50 inspirational individuals who have taught us never, ever, ever to give up. So I'm going to be sharing with you the tales of 50 individuals who faced obstacle after obstacle in life and yet still managed to achieve great success in life. So the reason I even came up with this list is that I knew that early on when I first started writing my books, like I've published over 20 books, and when I started my business and so on, I knew that there were going to be challenges along the way. And for me, it's really helpful to know that other people have gone through challenges before and succeeded and done amazing because it makes me feel like I understand that it's totally normal to go through those things yourself. I think it's vital that we understand that on our way to success, we're going to make lots of mistakes, lots of mistakes, and that it is totally okay. In fact, failure is to be expected and embraced because that is how we learn. We learn from making those errors and from learning what does and doesn't work in every single area of our life, okay? Whether it's your family or health or business, our mistakes are teaching tools for us. They are, in fact, often blessings in disguise. So we all make mistakes. It's absolutely nothing to be embarrassed or anxious or nervous about. I think it's really important to change the way that we look at failure and don't let that ever stop you from living the life that you dream of living. So with courage, these inspiring individuals that I'm going to be talking about on this episode went on to create and live the most amazing lives. So I would love for you to share these stories with your children or anyone that needs this reminder that it is okay to fail. And as Winston Churchill so wisely said, Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So let's kick this off with Thomas Edison. I think that you guys might have already heard this story, but if you don't know, when he was in the first grade, his teachers expelled him from school and they told his parents that he was too stupid and mentally retarded. I don't particularly like to use those words, but that is what they said and not suitable to receive an education. So Edison spent hours and hours experimenting in the family garage and he tried 10,000 different experiments before he came up with a solution and invented the world's first electric globe. And in his lifetime, he actually patented 1,093 inventions. Isn't that incredible? Now, Albert Einstein. So Einstein didn't actually start speaking until he was four years old. There was some concern on the part of his parents that he might be backward. And during his school years, he showed no special aptitude because of his dislike for rigid methods of instructions. It sounds like a lot of kids nowadays. And he was cited by the school officials as being disruptive. So he failed the entrance exam to university a number of times. And he made great discoveries while working in his day-to-day low-level clerical job. And many today believe that he was actually dyslexic, and yet he's still considered to be one of the smartest individuals that have ever lived. And now for Ray Kroc. Okay, I feel like I'm telling you guys a story, so just listen. This one is a good one. At the age of 52, Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, okay, he was 52. He finally mustered up the courage in his new idea to remortgage his home and borrow lots of money. Despite being plagued by years of health issues, including arthritis and diabetes and losing his bladder and most of his thyroid gland, 
he continued to persevere and believe himself. And now McDonald's, oh, I don't need to tell you, it's the second most recognizable name in the world. Duh, Coca-Cola, of course. So I still can't believe 52. That means if you're younger than 52, you don't even know what your future has in store for you. Even better is a story of Colonel Sanders, who at the age of 65, so he was 65, he was a sixth grade dropout. He was the founder of KFC, in case you don't know. He drove across America, restaurant to restaurant, often sleeping in his car because he believed that one day his secret recipe would pay off at 65. And he was told no a thousand and nine times before he sold his first piece of chicken. Just imagine if he'd chosen to give up after his 500th rejection or a thousand. Like imagine most of us would give up after a hundred. But he never gave up. He was told no a thousand and nine times. So just keep that in mind next time you are struggling or you are getting rejected for some particular IDs. A thousand and nine times. Amazing. And then there is Elvis Presley. So back in 1954, Jimmy Danny, the manager of the Grand Ole Opry, fired Elvis Presley after one performance. He told Elvis, you ain't going nowhere, son. Just go back to driving a truck. Now, of course, Elvis went on to become one of the most significant icons of the 20th century and is often referred to as the king of rock and roll. Same goes for Marilyn Monroe in that she had her own set of challenges. So in 1944, the director of Blue Book Modeling Agency told the modeling hopeful, and back then she was still known as, as her real name, so Norma Jean Baker, he said to her, you better learn secretarial work or else get married. Now, she obviously went on to become one of the most iconic actresses of the 1950s. She's still considered to be a major pop culture icon. And if she'd listened to that guy, that Emmeline or however you pronounce her name, Mr. Snively, that she should just give up, well, wouldn't that have been a terrible thing? And then there's the Beatles. So the Beatles are rejected by Decca Records in 1962. And their feedback on their ability was, we don't like their sound and guitar music is on the way out. And once again, another influential act of the rock era. They've sold, I can't even, millions and millions and millions of albums over those years. Next is the story of Malcolm Forbes. So even though he became the editor-in-chief and publisher of Forbes magazine, so it's a business magazine and a portion of it was sold for $300 million in 2013, Forbes actually failed to make the staff of the school newspaper as an undergraduate back at Princeton University. Same goes for Al Pacino in that he was rejected for the part of Michael in The Godfather a number of times before he eventually won the role, which went on to bring him so much international reclaim and recognition. As for Sylvester Stallone, he was turned down a thousand times by agents. Thousand. And he was down to his last $600 before he found a company that would produce his first film, Rocky. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it. It is such a good movie. And in 1977, Stallone was nominated for two Academy Awards for director, the best original screenplay and the best actor. And he became the third man in history to receive those two nominations for the same film. Best actor, best screenplay. So cool. As for Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was told that if he wanted to succeed as an actor, he'd better learn to speak without an accent and change his name. Once again, another Hollywood action film icon. And now for Woody Allen. So he's an Academy Award winning writer. He's a producer and director. He actually flunked motion picture production at New York University and at the City College of New York. He also failed English at New York University. So if you have ever had a dream of becoming a writer and you failed English, there is hope for you. 
And then there's Billy Joel. So Billy Joel was denied his high school diploma due to excessive absenteeism. He then ran away from home. He was arrested on the suspicion of burglary. The charges ended up being dropped, but he spent a night in jail and it did little to help build his happy outlook on life. He actually attempted suicide by drinking furniture polish instead of bleach because he thought it would taste better. And when that didn't solve his problem, he committed himself to a mental ward at Meadowbank Hospital for three weeks and quickly discovered that he was quite sane. This hospital visit strengthened his resolve to make it in rock and roll. He had so many more failures before he eventually succeeded. And to date, he's sold hundreds of millions of albums. Buddy Holly, another singer who was fired in 1956 by Paul Cohen from Decca Records. But that Decca Records keep making a few mistakes. Cohen called him the biggest no talent I have ever worked with. And 20 years later, Rolling Stone magazine named Holly, along with Chuck Berry, a major influence on rock music during the 60s. And now for one of my favorite stories, which is J.K. Rowling. So even though Harry Potter brand is estimated to be worth like 15 billion today, Rowling was at one point in her life a depressed, divorced, penniless single mom raising her child on her own. 12 publishers actually, can you believe it, rejected a Harry Potter manuscript before someone said yes. And during her Harvard commencement speech, the author outlined the importance and value of failure. So here are her words. She said, I have failed on an epic scale. An exceptionally short-lived marriage had imploded. I was jobless, a lone parent, and as poor as is possible in modern Britain without being homeless. The fears that my parents had for me and the fears that I had for myself had come to pass. And by every usual standard, I was the biggest failure I knew. So coming out of that failure made her stronger and more determined, and that was the key to her success, she says. Her books have gone on to sell probably half a billion in the world. It's definitely the best-selling book series in history. And now for Walt Disney. Disney was turned down 302 times before he got financing for his dream of creating the happiest place on earth better known today as Disneyland. So it was turned down 302 times. Like you guys, like if you're getting turned down 10 times and thinking that it's getting hard, imagine sticking to 300 or making it to a thousand like Colonel Sanders. And then there is Steve Jobs. So amazingly, Steve Jobs was actually fired from the company he founded. He was fired from Apple. He also failed with Next, another computer company and the Lisa computer. So when Jobs later returned to Apple, he led the business to become the most profitable company in the US. But even still, can you imagine that he was fired from the company he founded and he bounced back, he bounced back better than ever. And then there's Steven Spielberg. He was rejected both times that he applied to school at the University of Southern California. He did not let that rejection stop him from pursuing his dreams of being a film director. He now has a personal worth of $3 billion and the gross value from the films that he's ever directed exceed $9 billion. I'm sure that the numbers are a lot higher now because I, when I was scribbling down these stats, this was a few years ago. And surprise, surprise, he was later awarded an honorary degree from University of Southern California, the very place that had rejected him multiple times. And now for Oprah, you guys know I love Oprah. Despite being a multi-billionaire, Oprah endured a difficult childhood, including abuse. She was fired from one of her earliest TV reporting jobs as she was deemed to be not suitable for TV. Oprah went on to become the undisputed queen of TV with her talk show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, a show that I used to watch religiously, like I would set that VCR with that little old-fashioned video cassette. And I'd have it set to tape and I'd come in from school and it'd be the first thing I would do every single day. I love the fact that she was on, on TV every single day. I even remember it used to be at 1 p.m., Monday to Friday at 1 p.m. 
She is now viewed as one of the most influential figures who continue to inspire people with her positive and uplifting messages, mainly because she is such an awesome person. So of course, she got to where she is today. Now for Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan is considered to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Except, can you believe it, he was cut from his high school varsity basketball team during his sophomore year. But that only inspired him to work harder. So in his words, he said, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. And on 26 occasions, I've been entrusted to take the game winning shot. And I have missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is precisely why I succeed. And now for Jim Carrey. So when Carrey was a teenager, he and his family worked as janitors and lived in a tent on their aunt's lawn. And the first time he got on stage to do an act at Yuck Yuck's Comedy Club, yep, that's what it was called, he bombed big time. And when he returned two years later, he was wonderful. And the now famous comedian and actor went on to star in so many successful films and reportedly has a network of 150 million. Next up is Burt Reynolds. So in 1959, Reynolds was told by Universal Pictures that he had no talent. He went on to become a famous American actor, director, producer, starring so many television series and films. He won two Golden Globe Awards, one for Best Actor in a Television Series, Musical Comedy, and another one for Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. So just imagine, he was told he had no talent, he ignored that advice, and he went on to succeed. Now for the story of Lucille Ball. So in 1927, so that's a long time ago, and I love her. I remember her in I Love Lucy. She was told by the head instructor of John Murray Anderson Drama School, try any other profession, any other. She went on to become a much-loved American actress and a comedian starring in so many self-produced sitcoms. I Love Lucy and The Lucy Show were two of the most famous ones, and she was so good. And then there's Liv Ullman. So the two-time Academy Award nominee failed an audition for the State Theatre School in Norway. The judges once again told her, no talent. I honestly don't know what's going on with these brutally honest judges and executives and so forth who are deeming people to have no talent and then these people go ahead and prove them wrong. I love that out of all of these stories so far, everyone has proven the doubters wrong. The people who said that they couldn't do it, they went ahead and did it anyway. So just keep that in mind when it comes to your own journey in life. The other example is Clint Eastwood. So in 1959, a Universal Pictures executive told Eastwood that he had a chip on his tooth, that his Adam's apple sticks out far too much, and he talks too slow. And obviously, Eastwood went on to contribute to over 50 films as a famous American actor, film director, producer, composer, just earning incredible critical praise. Like, he really is incredible. And the fact that someone just didn't see it, that was really their loss, wasn't it? And then there's Sidney Poitier. So after his first edition, Sidney was told by the casting director, well, why don't you stop wasting people's time and go out and become a dishwasher or something? A dishwasher. And Sidney vowed to show him that he could make it and went on to become the first African-American to win an Academy Award for the Best Actor. I love that. And then there's Madonna. So before Madonna became the famous singer, she was just Madonna Louise Saccone. And her mum died of breast cancer when she was only five years old and she later dropped out of college to move to New York. And that's where she worked all these odd jobs to pay for her rent, including waitressing, dancing, working as a nude model. She did it all. She was fired from her job at Dunkin' Donuts and as a hat check woman at the Russian Tea Room. But still, she never, ever, ever gave up her dream to sing and she succeeded. And she has sold millions and millions of records worldwide and is now recognized as one of the best-selling female recording artists of all time. Now for Stephen King. 
King was raised in poverty. He grew up as a paranoid, troubled child. When he was two years old, his father left his family by pretending he was going out to buy a packet of cigarettes. And King was addicted to drugs and alcohol that he used to cope with the unhappiness that he felt in his life. So his first book, Carrie, was rejected 30 times and he actually just threw it in the rubbish bin. And it was his wife who retrieved it from the trash and encouraged him to try again. And he eventually went to publish well over 50 novels and nearly 200 short stories. And his books have sold like millions and millions of copies. Many of them have been adapted to films and miniseries and TV shows and comic books. So I am so glad that he did not give up and that his wife encouraged him not to give up. And now for Alexander Bell. So when Bell invented the telephone in 1876, a while ago, President Hayes said, that's an amazing invention, but who would ever want to use one of them? And now for Beethoven. So even though the German composer is considered to be one of the most famous and influential of all the composers, his music teacher said that Beethoven, as a composer, is hopeless. And by his late 20s, his hearing became to deteriorate. And by the last decade of his life, he was almost totally deaf, but he still continued to compose. And many of his most admired works came from the last 15 years of his life. And now for Vincent van Gogh. During his lifetime, this artist suffered from mental illness, failed relationships, and he committed suicide at the age of 37. He only ever sold one painting during his life, so he died thinking that he was a failure, when in fact he's now known as the greatest artist that ever lived. And in his words, if you hear a voice within you say, you cannot paint, by all means paint, and that voice will be silenced. I love it. It's like saying, don't write, just write anyway. Do what you need to do anyway, what your heart is calling you to do. And then there's Edmund Hillary. So in 1952, Hillary attempted to climb Mount Everest, but he failed. And after his failed attempt, he made a fist and pointed at the mountain and he said, Mount Everest, you beat me the first time, but I'll beat you the next time because you've grown all that you're going to grow and I am still growing. And one year later, on May 29th, Hillary succeeded in becoming the first man to ever climb Mount Everest. I almost got goosebumps just reciting that story. And then there's James Dyson. It took the British inventor five years and more than 5,000 failed prototypes before he finally developed the world's first bagless vacuum cleaner. And 10 years later, when no other manufacturers would actually produce the vacuum, he decided to set up his own facility. And now the Dyson is the best-selling vacuum in the world and has a net worth of almost $5 billion. Don't you love these stories? And then there's Fred Smith. So this is something that he was told. The concept is interesting and well-formed, but in order to earn better than a C, the ID must be feasible. So this is a comment that a Yale professor wrote on the paper written by Fred Smith. He was proposing a reliable overnight delivery service. FedEx, the shipping company, now has over 300,000 employees and as of 2015, had a revenue of over $47 billion, okay? And he was given a C for that idea at Yale. Just go figure. And then there's Mary Kay Ash. So Mary Kay Ash had a life filled with struggles before building her cosmetic company into a multi-billion dollar empire. She would sell her books door to door while her husband served in World War II. And when he returned from duty, they divorced. Back then, Ash was left with three children at the time and there was a real stigma about being divorced. But she married again. She planned a new business with her new husband. But guess what? He died one month prior to the launch. Even still... 
One month later, at the age of 45 and with a $5,000 investment from her older son, Ash finally launched her business, Mary Kay Cosmetics, which now has 300 million independent salespeople selling more than 200 products in 35 countries, and it has a wholesale annual revenue of billions, billions of dollars. Can you believe it? And then there is Bill Gates, who is currently one of the richest men in the world. It's like I think he's got like $130 billion. That's his net worth. He did not always seem destined to success. He was a Harvard school dropout and his first business, Traff Odata, was a true failure. However, skill and a passion for computer programming kept him going and he later created the global empire called Microsoft. And in his own words, he said, it is fine to celebrate success, but it is more important to heed the lessons of failure. And then there's a story of Wilma Rudolph. So at the age of four, Rudolph contracted double pneumonia and scarlet fever, which left her left leg paralyzed. Her mother was told that she would never walk again, but at age nine, she removed the metal brace and at age 13, she developed a little walk. That same year, she decided to become a runner. She entered every race and came in last and everyone told her to quit, but she kept on running until one day she eventually won a race. And from then on, she won every single race and she went on to win three Olympic gold medals, which I am love. Go Wilma. And then there's a story of Jack and Draker. So when Jack was 15, he had this crazy idea to create a diagnostic test for pancreatic cancer that was better than the test developed by scientists. So he's only 15, get that. Research labs and billion-dollar pharmaceutical companies. He was going to create something better. And he wrote a proposal that was rejected by 199 research labs. But thankfully, that 200th research lab at John Hopkins University in Baltimore accepted him and he went on to develop a pancreatic cancer test that is 100 times better and 26,000 times less expensive than the current test and it has since saved thousands of lives. What a legend. And then there's Theodore Seuss. So there is a good chance that you've read at least one of Dr. Seuss's books and his books including The Cat in the Hat and Green Eggs and Ham have sold over 600 million copies. It's been translated over 20 languages, I believe. And yet his first book, which is to think I saw it on Mulsbury Street, it was rejected by 27 different publishers before he finally found someone who agreed to publish it. And then there's a story of Jack Canfield. He was rejected by 144 publishers before he finally found a publisher for his book, Chicken Soup for the Soul. I have so many copies of that series. When Jack told the publisher his goal was to sell 1.5 million books in the first 18 months, the publisher laughed and said he'd be lucky to sell 20,000. But that first book went on to sell 8 million copies in America and 10 million copies around the world. And this book brand is now worth a billion dollars. And then there's a the story of Stan Smith. He's a former world number one American tennis player and two-time Grand Slam singles champion, but he did not always look like he was going to succeed in the sport. As a kid, he tried to get a job as a ball boy, but he was turned down because the organizers thought he was too clumsy and uncoordinated. But he did not give up, and he later won eight Davis Cups. And there's a story of Charles Schultz. Now, even though he's famous for his Peanuts comic strip, back at high school, he had every single cartoon he submitted to the high school yearbook rejected, every single one. And even after high school, the cartoonist didn't have that much luck. After applying and being rejected for a position working with Walt Disney, he went on to just do his own thing, and he's now widely regarded as one of the most influential cartoonists of all time. He's cited as a major influence by many later cartoonists and he never gave up on his dream. And then we all know about Babe Ruth. So the professional American baseball player is well known for his impressive home run record, 714 home runs during his career. 
but it came with a pretty big price tag. He had 1,330 strikeouts in total, and for decades he held the strikeout record. And when he asked to explain why is that the case, he said, every strike brings me closer to the next home run. See, he knew that there were going to be failures in addition to the successes. And then there's a story of H. Macy. So even though his department store chain is now super successful, there are like 800 stores around the US, Macy did not always have it easy. He actually started four retail dry goods stores, which were all failed businesses, but he learned from his mistakes and over time his new business grew. And obviously he did a fantastic job. And then there was Abraham Lincoln. So today Lincoln is remembered as one of America's greatest leaders, but he also had his own fair share of failures. For starters, in his youth, he went to war as a captain, but he was discharged from his command and re-enlisted as a private, which is the lowest of all the military positions. Some of his neighbours and family actually thought he was really lazy for all of that reading and scribbling and writing he did, and they believed that he did it to avoid manual labour. He started numerous businesses which failed and was defeated many times in his run for a public office before finally becoming the 16th US president. Now for Charles Darwin, the renowned scientist who's best known for establishing that all species of life have descended from the same common ancestors sisters wasn't always considered smart. He actually gave up on having a medical career and was often reprimanded by his father for being lazy and way too dreamy. Darwin himself wrote, I was considered by all my masters and my father a very ordinary boy or rather below the common standard of intellect. And today Darwin is well known for his scientific studies and I think that none of us would consider him to be very ordinary anymore. And then there's the story of Akira Morita. So the name of this businessman might not ring a bell to you, but his company sure will. It's Sony. Their first product was an electric rice cooker that never even worked properly. It either produced undercooked or overcooked rice. And after selling only 100 units, they moved on from this failure and they went on to create a multi-billion dollar company providing consumer electronics, video games and entertainment goods. Now for Nick Woodman. My friend, this is going to be the last story and I love this one. So after finishing school, Woodman started two companies that failed. The first was a website selling electrical goods and the second was Funbug. It was a gaming and marketing platform that gave the users a chance to win cash prizes. Funbug was actually backed by $3.9 million from investors. So investor money went into that and all that money was lost. So after his second business failure, Woodman took an extended surfing trip and he realized that he wanted to take videos while he was surfing. So this led to his next business idea, cameras that make it easy for people to video while they're participating in fun activities. So Woodman and his future wife financed this business by selling shell necklaces that they bought in Bali for $1.90 out of a trunk of his car to raise money for Nick's business. And they sold the necklaces for $60. Mother also loaned him $35,000. And finally, that is how GoPro was launched. And the company is now worth millions of dollars. So there you have it. I hope that you enjoy this compilation that I created years ago. I used to like look at it every day when I was first starting my business or when I was writing my books. So I have to be honest, like I still refer to those stories now today because I think that we always can do with listening to tales of people who just simply refuse to give up, who were persistent, who didn't take no as, as an answer. Like they just kept on going. They waited until they got that yes. And as you heard in plenty of those examples, they heard no more than once. They didn't hear it once. Some of them like dozens of times, hundreds of times. I just remember Colonel Sanders with his 1,009 times. And yet they did not give up. So if anything, I hope that this fuels your desire to keep on going when the going gets tough. Never, ever to give up. And don't let anyone else tell you what you can do. You get to decide what you can do and you get to decide what you are capable of. So until next time, take care. You know I love and appreciate you all. Thank you so much for being here with me. 
Until next time, as always, dream big, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.